Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. We want you, we want you for a new recruit. We want you, I'm David. That's right, it is new character time. Yay! And he's not even, it's not even like a side thing. It's like the episode is about us getting a new character. Yes, he is the titular new recruit. Yeah, we, jeez, we haven't had that for a long time, unless we're counting December. Yeah, well, as far as the Autobot cast goes, we haven't really had a regular join since, like, the pilot. Yeah! No, because Wheeljack's Wheeljack's a recurring character. And eventually he becomes a regular. Yeah, we haven't, it's not like Beast Wars where they just sort of slowly... Or even Beast Machines, where they just sort of slowly would add somebody in partway through the season. And yeah, it's it's been pretty core cast for a while. And I, I, I do think it's time. I, you know, I, I like the core cast of the show, but the we've kind of seen all the permutations that we can possibly get. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little stale. Yeah, to the point where, you know, when they did that big multi-episode tea episode thing they kind of had to mix things up a little bit and do some some interesting things and then we get a flashback so yeah it's time for some new character interactions yes and uh, this first aired september 7th 2012 uh written by our old pal marty eisenberg sweet uh this is his fourth and final episode for transformers prime oh that alas Yeah. Dodd, you stick him on a character. Well, I guess he's good at character introduction. It just seems weird. Alright, so uh, we open up with once more, Raph and Jack are, I assume, going through Infowars.com and uh, Uh. uh, deleting pictures of Bumblebee and replacing them with tap dancing monkeys. See, I I did have to take a moment and be like, I would really expect more for Raph to be, like, doing this on the FTP level and just directly, like, replacing the picture file on the server with a different picture file with the same name. Uh, but hmm. I guess if he actually has cracked their, like, WordPress login, then he could get in through the front door. And it, although if anybody, it, if you think anybody would be paranoid, it would be guys who run conspiracy websites. Yeah, it seems weird that that like, oh, the only stuff they have is on the website. No, they got backups somewhere because they're paranoid little bastards. <laughs> you have to crash their system, not replace some listen, images. Listen, maybe they ate too much chili and forgot the backups. <laughs> Look, not all <laughs> paranoid people actually know what they're doing with computers. This is true. <laughs> Anyway, um, meanwhile, while they're doing this, uh, Miko is playing Jane Fonda for Bulkhead. Yes. Also, there's a moment that uh, Ratchet says something about how, you know, their Raph is replacing pictures of Bumblebee with this adorable dancing monkey gif. And, and they're like, B 
being amused by it, and, and Raph is like, there's nothing funny about pictures of Bumblebee showing up on the World Wide Web. And it just, the first thing that came to mind was, uh, the, the old, I think it was like the Pizza Hut animated X-Men tie-in, where Cyclops gets to say, cyberspace isn't cool, Jubilee. <laughs> because you see david it was the early 90s i know but like my associations with with scott summers and pizza are different or oh no that's subway wasn't it or wait quiznos that's what it was oh that put it in me scott that old commercial (laughs) we we both enjoyed that (laughs) yeah nope I kind of miss Quiznos, but I can understand why some of the ones around here closed. I think managers they, were creeps. They they stretched themselves out. Bulkhead's legs are so stumpy. <laughs> yeah, he is having a hard time. He probably would have a hard time regularly doing these sort of Jane Fonda leg raises. Yeah, yeah. There, there's not a lot to raise. Like, like he has he kind of has a massive thigh gap, but his boots are also huge. So there's not. Yes. A lot of room to go. Anyway, he's still not 100%, and unfortunately, they need the team to go, because on, you know, prisonplanet.org, they notice (laughs) that there is also a Cybertronian escape pod crashing to Earth. (gasps) Which has a a caption underneath the picture that says, (laughs) fall point is where? Question mark. (laughs) Whoever's writing the site, A+. Blog writing. No, this is terrible. Also, so they they see this photo of it, and I was, I don't know if I was impressed or less impressed that they didn't have Raph do a completely unrealistic super zoom in on it. <laughs> like people do in TV. Uh, zoom and, and enhance. Rarely... The... Yes, they didn't have it. They did do an, an enhance, but it was like really pixely. That, that was nice. Yeah, they basically acknowledged that this photo was insufficiently high resolution to to get more information. Yeah. They acknowledged the JPEG artifacts exist. Yes. <laughs> That's uh So that means that this show about space robots who team up with uh, human children is more realistic than NCIS. Yes. Good job. Thank you, Marty Eisenberg. Uh, Anyway, so they they need, you know, they need some extra bodies. And the first suggestion is, of course, Ratchet is uh, Wheeljack and Ratchet is all uh, LOL nope. So I I guess his little adventure with Miko has put a nail in the coffin of the triage ship. Yeah. So, no, yeah. no ratchet wheeljack, alas. So anyway, uh, this so ratchet has to go along instead. They uh, they get to- well, also because like they might need a medic because it kind of did a hard impact. Yes. Yeah. So they 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 find this thing. It's got a big Decepticon symbol of it, and uh, Optimus Prime says it is of Decepticon origin. <laughs> it- <laughs> It is a red Decepticon symbol, though. That, the uh, the wiki page indicates that may be a reference to something similar that happens in the Generation 1 episode, A Plague of Insecticons. Oh. Really? Oh. Yeah. Because that seems very, like, I didn't know we were making minor visual references I mean, to, it uh, might be. to animation it's, errors now. It's a real, uh, maybe. 
<laughs> the hand wave animation. Wave. You, you need a side swipe so you can have Soundwave standing there with side swipe just standing behind him in his model pose and mm. Decepticon face. <laughs> I will never get tired of that. So anyway, and because it is a Decepticon uh, pod, they are immediately attacked by Viacons and Insecticons. Yes. <laughs> So they're like, that's an awful lot of people to be in that one pod, and Ratchet just dramatically announces that his, I think, does he say phenomenon? Or yes, humans the- refer to the phenomenon yeah. as a clown car. I'm like, how do you know that, Ratchet? And also, deadly serious about this. Yes, I mean, does he think that, like... It's a great delivery. Like, clown cars are actually like a TARDIS? Maybe he thinks that clown cars are like a legitimate military strategy. <laughs> Possibly. Well, he's had that TV blaring in the background at his little workshop for like a year or two. Yeah. He's picked I guess up a few weird things he's heard in the background. He picked up some things, but not with full context. No. And I guess the circus was on. Yeah. And we also have the return of a uh, an Insecticon making the horrifying horse sound. Yes. And is this also... Uh, when do we get the I needed that? Is that uh, later on? That's next episode. Oh, next episode. Oh, my mistake. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, but hey, there's somebody else here. It is what appears to be a young Autobot. He's so, so RC sees him and she's all like, incoming, like, this is the most Autobot looking Autobot. Like, he's super Autobot-y. So it's like, did you, did you not think this guy was gonna be on your side? Did you think this is someone you were gonna need? I mean, he's, he's extremely Autobot looking. Hold off, this guy definitely has a toy. Yeah, hold off, this guy's red, white, and blue. Yeah. Yes, he's primarily white with heavy red and blue detailing. He's, I mean, I realize that we do have some automotive alt modes on the Decepticons this time around, but for the most part, that there, there is still somewhat of a correlation between that and your particular side, and yeah, um, he's just super auto-body. Look at him! He's a cutie! Yeah, but, except for Knockout being bright red, mm. all the Decepticons are kind of the same darkish color. That's true. Mostly gray. Yeah, He looks the least Decepticon. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, he immediately pulls a Die Hard 2 on this. Ah, <laughs> uh, this pod... There's energon leaking from it. He ignites it. It blows up all the bad guys. Yes. Yeah, he he comes in. He shoots like half a dozen vehicles, sets things on fire, poses on top of a rock and says a cool <laughs> one-liner. And already, I do not like the cool kid appeal badass. He's like, such a cutie. Try hard. He is definitely a hot rod. He he looks like somebody tried to make Prowl sexy. <laughs> they actually did repaint his toy into Prowl. Yeah. yeah, his head is, like, very Prowl-shaped. Well, it's yeah. because Prowl was a repaint of uh, Blue well, Streak. Yes. And, this guy, and also Smokescreen. 
Yes, he's one of the Dotson brothers, yeah. not actually brothers. Dotson, not also not with here. the Lamborghini brothers, who and, are brothers, and he's also not actually a Dotson. Ah, oh, that's they were like, weren't they, or was it Some, a Nissan? I mean, well, no, not this time. I mean, in G one. Yeah, it was a it was a Dotson, which later became Nissan. Right. Okay. Oh. Well, yes. But yes, I think they were Dotsons at the time. And yes. certainly they were at the time when the original toy was made during Diaclone, I would yes. think. Yes. Diaclone. Uh, I think his eventual car mode is, uh, it's apparently a McLaren, according to the wiki. Aha. Ooh. Like nice. a super sports car. Anyway, he is smokescreen and he is also Nolan North. Yes, so he's also got a like, cutie voice. He's got a hot ruddy cutie voice. Uh, he's in those yeah. Uncharted video games. Oh, is he the main? He's dude? the main guy. Isn't he usually the cartoon Deadpool? Yes, he is the cartoon Deadpool. Oh yeah. Huh. Uh this is his first time on Transformers TV show. Uh yes. previously he was on uh he's in he's in those like War for Cybertron video games. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, so he's got his voice has sort of a I guess you can take from that that he's got sort of a Ryan Reynolds voiceover vibe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. in fact, speaking of Cyclops, he was Cyclops in Wolverine and the X-Men. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh. Interesting. I should probably watch that at some point. Anyway, it's supposed uh, to be pretty decent. notable on his shoulder, he's got a, he's got an Autobot Elite Guard, uh, insignia. Yes, so he, you know, the fighting's over, and <laughs> he sees Optimus Prime, and he's all like, Oh my god, it's Optimus Prime! And he, like, turns to the other Autobots, he's like, look! And they're like, yeah, we know. I think one of them let her- <laughs> RC says, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's awestruck with Optimus Prime, but yes, then Optimus Prime, that he notices that his, his Autobot symbol on his shoulder is specifically the Elite Guard from- Good old animated. Yes, so apparently he was a member of the Elite, he he was at the, he trained at the Elite Guard Academy that was basically like a boot camp by the time he got there, and then he ended up on guard duty at the Hall of Records in Iacon, where he, uh... Also, at this point, they do, uh, make a, a brief reference back to makeshift. That's right, because they're worried, they're, they're going, uh, especially Ratchet is going full cliff jumper here. Yes. Traitors! (laughs) You're all traitors. But yeah, they're they're concerned. They're like, this wouldn't be the first time that a new teammate was actually a plant. So nice reference to makeshift. Although Remember he, that he existed. He did pop out of um, a Decepticon pod, which you would think would be a little too obvious. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a little on the nose. So, yeah, he, uh, he was, he was sent to the Hall of Records at Iacon to guard it. Uh, there he met Alpha Trion, the, uh, the master archivist, which, uh, Peter Cullen keeps pronouncing as archivist. <laughs> you would think he would know better, you know. Maybe that's an Iacon accent. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, over in Iacon, they put the, uh, the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> You get some, we get some very nice, uh, like, matte painting sort of flashback stills here, which is, which is nice. Oh, yeah. 
That's always so, nice. Also, we, we couldn't afford to make new models. Yes. Yes. But it still looks neat. Yes. Anyway, so he, he knows all kinds of stuff because he worked for Alpha Trion and or he played uh, Fall of Cybertron. <laughs> yes. Because he knows that Halogen was the guy who, or that Alpha Trion recommended to Halogen, who was a member of the High Council. Yes. That Optimus, that Orion Pax become a prime. Yep, we're, we're leaning into that aligned continuity here. Yeah, we're. Someone should. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this is enough. Optimus Prime buys it. And so we're, we're taking him in. He's such a good boy. <laughs> so good. So they, they get back to the base. Miko is excited. She's asking about, you know, how many guns he has and. And I think he asked, hey, are, are, so this is, a, this is a human, huh? Are they all like this? Thankfully not. <laughs> Says Ratchet, because Ratchet still kind of hates these children. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to step on them, but. No. He doesn't want to babysit anymore. He doesn't he want has. to encourage them either. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so he gets there and he finishes the flashback. He was, uh, you know, he was captured when Iacon fell. Ended up on a Decepticon ship that's kind of, that looks pretty cool. Yep. Pretty cool prison ship. And then fought his way to an escape pod, uh, was put in stasis, and ended up, uh, on Earth. Hey, here I am. And he's all, oh, hey, this is, this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna, you know, fight this war. And then here comes Bulkhead hobbling in. To tell him that, hey, it's kid, actually... really sad. Actually, war sucks. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's weird that Bulkhead comes dragging himself in as if he's Cup coming to tell old war stories. It's, it's very weird for Bulkhead. Like, especially, like, in animated, Bulkhead was young and, and, and optimistic, and now Bulkhead is old and busted. Yes. Or bulk. He's... Yeah, he does not deal well with having this new kid around. He just, he already feels like he's being replaced. I feel like this, this group could really do with a therapist right around now. <laughs> uh, the closest they might have is Ratchet. Yeah. That's not good. Uh, no. His bedside manner is not good. No. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, Starscream. We haven't Yay! seen him for a while. <laughs> Not just Starscream. Starscream is Googling shit. Yes. <laughs> just, you know, Talking ch- about how it's like all these terabytes of data and it's all useless. And I'm like, yes, welcome to the internet. <laughs> but oh, hey, it's, look at this tap dancing monkey. <laughs> and there's a great little Starscream smile here. Yes, and yeah, a little laugh. He appreciates Raph's tap dancing monkey. <laughs> but he finds an image that they did not replace with a tap dancing monkey, and that is Red Energon. Red Kryptonite, you say? Yes. They, well, <laughs> yes. Uh, right now, we are now at the stage where I think there are like four versions of Energon that we've seen on this show. Yeah. Because yeah, we've got blue, Dark Energon. There was the... I'm sorry. Dark oh, shit, Energon. There's four. 
Oh no, I guess this is the fifth actually. Fifth? Okay, what well, did I mean? Okay, right, there's, so there's, there's basic energon, which is blue. Yeah. There's dark energon. Uh-huh. There's there's the reanimator green. Right, that's the synthetic energon. Ah, and right, then from a couple episodes, the there's the tox N. Yes. Oh, right. I guess that does count. Huh. So, so we're yeah, in Silver Age kryptonite territory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think this is the one that's going to split, uh, like, RC into good RC and bad RC, and they're going to fight oh, no. in a junkyard. Which one is going to turn uh, everybody gay? Was <laughs> uh, That was a Peter David gag about pink kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. I like Peter David, though. Uh-huh. He's allowed. He can get away with it. He can pull I, it off. I guess, yeah. It, it was the 90s. We could make those jokes and not think about how hurtful they were. Yeah. See also 50% of Friends episodes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll I'll prefer not uh, to. Thanks. Uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if we were actually gay instead of just roommates? <laughs> <sighs> the nineties. Anyway, so Good uh, yeah, he finds finds a picture of this red energon, which apparently makes you stronger, faster, and more alive. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, <laughs> red kryptonite hooks into the speed force. I mean, it's kind of like nucleon. Also, that was exactly what I wrote down in my own notes. Was it makes you stronger, faster, more alive. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, uh, back at the base, uh, Smokescreen is getting the grand tour. You know, here, here are the uh, Cybertronian relics. Uh, you know, here's, here's uh, the scary spider chick we got in a pod. We, we keep in like a box. Yeah, I mean, that's the safest place, really. Uh, here's, uh, here's the Necronomicon. Uh, here's, uh, here's that, uh, that Annabelle doll. Um. Okay, this is the Lament configuration. This is one of those, uh, a no. couple of those balls from Phantasm. <laughs> yes. We're, we're getting to that point. Yeah, we're, this is just where we keep our cursed items. Yes. Wait, we're in Warehouse 13? I mean, they're getting there. I mean, the more yeah. they collect all this stuff, they gotta keep it somewhere. So, yeah, they have their their little place where they keep all that stuff. Listen, listen they're putting know. top men on this. Yeah, top, top men. men. <laughs> Man, they should just have like arachnid in a packing crate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and also Bulkhead is mad because he's all, oh look. You, you brought in this new cool guy to replace me, just because I'm largely incapable of movement. <laughs> Nobody brought him in. He crash-landed. There. <laughs> did you expect him, them to just show him the door? Do you expect him to be like, no, I'm sorry, extremely good new guy. <laughs> and I mean that in, in an alignment sense. In like a D and D alignment sense, so oh, the alignment chart is bullshit. I I just think of it as kind of like they found this kitten in the rain in a cardboard box and they had to bring him home. <laughs> but but bulkhead, the old dog, doesn't like the new kitten. Yes, I don't like the new kitten either. Well, speaking of D and D alignment, we can't bring in your chaotic good pal. Yes. <laughs> Because he says, oh, well, it would be okay if we brought in Wheelstray. 
if you brought in Wheeljack, even though we all hate Wheeljack and he doesn't want to live here. I'm not. But <laughs> I think Wheeljack might be more lawful evil. Oh, maybe he's somewhere. He's a weird spot on the chart because, like, he likes to beat the shit out of Decepticons, but he's kind of wicked at it. Chaotic jerk. Yeah. Chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of one. We need we need new alignments. The, the 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 grid does not work anymore. It is too constraining. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they they find that red energon picture, and obviously smokescreen is raring to go. But they point out, you know, the whole you know robots in disguise thing. You gotta go find some. Uh, you gotta go find a car. Yeah, you gotta go look like go find a car to look like. Yes. So, meanwhile, Starscream goes to where this red Energon was, but it has already been snatched. Oops. <laughs> oh, he's he's just pontificating at humans who are there as soon as he comes out of the little warp. Which, wait, how the hell does he even have a gate anyway? Whatever. But but he's just all angry. He's ready for a fight, and there's nobody there. Yep. It's a nice comedy beat. And again, Starscream not afraid of... He doesn't, he doesn't care about concealing his presence at all. Nope. He does not care who yeah, sees them. Well. I mean, I guess maybe he, the thing is he's just going to kill them all, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yes. that's... Yeah, that sounds about right. Half of it. Uh, meanwhile, Smokescreen and Jack are doing some car watching, but unfortunately, uh, Jasper and Nevada kind of sucks, and nobody has a cool car. <laughs> One of the trucks is totally the the truck that, like, the beat-up-old truck Bumblebee was using as a kick cart Yes. Yeah. I like it. You know, it's probably a bunch of minivans, a couple of late model sedans. Yeah, lots of rust. Uh, a uh, uh, name dropping a Constructicon. Was like, oh, I want a Constructicon in this series. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, anyway, uh, Prime, Arcee, and Bumblebee have gone to uh, a loading dock, a shipping dock, where the this red Energon has been taken. And Starscream's there, and he has still got the Apex armor. Yes. So there is, uh, so, so there's a fight. Um, Smokescreen wants to go, but Ratchet is all obviously not. You're a child. Oh, okay. Did, did we lose somebody? Uh, Jen has did lost her mic. She needs a minute. Oh, okay. Do you need a new microphone that is further from your face? How about if I move this one further from my face? Is that better? Okay. Yeah, a little bit. You haven't been popping as much, but like on the second half of the Condor Man podcast, um, there's a lot of popping peas and all the little spikes. I must take out the spikes where I can. I'm popping and locking all over the place. Okay, where was, where were we? Um, uh, the construct account, we were at, at the fight, we're over the red energon somewhere. Oh yeah, I was gonna make ah. a comment about the construct account and then I realized no one was hearing me. There's a, there's a big fight event, uh, Bulkhead wants to help, of course, because Starscream was kinda kicking ass with this uh, Apex armor. So is this the same location where 
Optimus and Wheeljack fought Dreadwing because it looks like the same place. I think it might be the same model, but I don't think so because that was in the Arctic, wasn't it? No, I I don't mean no. him and Starscream so they, they fighting. Dread, what's his name? Dreadwing is Dreadwing. punishing. Yeah. His Gatling gun is illin. <laughs> With the the bomb, mighty, mighty uh, midnight bomber. Oh right, it does. Although I mean that dockyard. is that is kind of just how shipping containers look. Yeah, yeah, but ship, also lots of there was containers like, and you just move the crane to a different spot. There's a city. I'd swear in one of the shots you can see a city, mm. like in the distance. Yeah, but the distance. I mean, it may not actually be the same place. But I think at this point, it may be worth thinking of uh, these these things as sets. Yeah, in the sense yeah. of of live action, whereas where if it may not be intended to actually be the same location, but it's shot in the same. Yeah, it's like watching Stargate and a bunch of other shows filmed in Canada. You get used to some of the same places. <laughs> yes. You're you're filming in the same state forest. It's just like the other corner. Yes. Where in this show, there's a lot of forest. There's desert roads. There's this uh, dockyard. There's various factory and military bases with giant buildings that are always the same. Yeah. Same hangers. But yes, it's it's the same kind of place with a bunch of containers and also i'm pretty sure there's a city nearby mm. yeah which uh we didn't quite get that feeling as much in beast wars although i guess in beast wars like there it, a city with buildings tends to look like every every third city with buildings yes, yes. like the time they went to new york in the show is like oh that was obviously new york those were different buildings mm-hmm. yes. but jasper and any other town kind of look like the same town Although there, there is some truth in fiction there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because there have been some places I've driven through, and it's like, I've driven through this place in Jersey, but I'm not in Jersey now. <laughs> like, there's this stretch of highway that seems to repeat everywhere. Yeah, there was... One of the things about Columbus, Ohio, was that it felt like, I, I said it felt like a BotCon city. <laughs> Because it felt like, say, Indianapolis, or I guess Fort Wayne. It felt like Fort Wayne, yeah, or it I... felt like Dayton, or it felt like Durham. You know, it just felt like the kind of city BotCon happens at. It's like, it's and... like how uh, almost all Marvel movies now are filmed in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. That's just New York now. Yes. The role of New York will be played by Atlanta. Yes. Except in uh, that Incredible Hulk movie where the role of New York is played very badly by Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't just put Sam the Record Man in there and expect us to think it's New York. (laughs) Sure. It had, like, giant neon record signs. Yeah, that's... That that somehow end up in Harlem in that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... Uh, Ratchet finds Smokescreen and he's like looking sinisterly at this, uh, this phase shifter. Yeah. They don't really lean much into like making Smokescreen seem sp- suspicious because that could definitely be, you know, a way you go with this and then it turns out he's actually super trustworthy because he's a good boy. 
But, but yeah, he's like, he's, he's saving a little ominous looking at this phase shifter, which is kind of funny because it's the least offensive capability thing they own. Yes. Well, he was also staring at, um, Arachnid's chamber for a little too long earlier. <laughs> well, I can't blame him for that. I mean, there, there's, I've only seen one other woman since I got here and she was really mean to me. Yes. <laughs> Arachnid's pretty terrifying. Well, yes, but he doesn't know that right now because she's still an inanimate object. I mean, she looks kind of terrifying, and I don't know if there's some sort of cultural thing about Insecticons where he'd be like, that's super weird that she's all buggy. <laughs> Maybe he's just into sharp angles. Maybe. He's into goth chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for a big titanium goth gf (laughs) (laughs) anyway so he uh after uh starting was defeated all these autobots um smokescreen shows up and he kitty he's got the face shifter and he kitty prides starscream right out of the apex armor that's some very precise use of his phasing of the phase shifter for someone who presumably has yeah. not had previous experience with it. Because he does, he does a flying kick at the apex armor, shifts through the apex armor, and then also, like, shifts Starscream through it as well. <coughs> and instead of, you know, Maybe. for instance, shifting directly through Starscream himself. So that is very weird. Like we we needed like a training monster. Some yeah. Unless, unless there's like a setting on it somewhere where there's like setting pass through everything, pass through everything but Cybertronians. I think I we mean, just needed a training montage where he's like training with Ratchet. There's yeah, like you know you're the best <laughs> around, and he keeps like phasing halfway through walls and stuff. It really, I would think, for on a in a practical basis, it would make more sense to see it as that he phased the Apex armor and left himself and Starscream normal so that all he then had to do was kick Starscream through the now-phased Apex armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, well, it'd make more sense if he'd, like, thrown the thing onto the Apex armor and then kicked him out of it, but he's wearing it. I... It's pretty cool, though. I do like seeing the common Rider kick, but it, it's like, how? <laughs> He's a good boy, and it's pretty cool. And I do mention that he has some familiarity with these artifacts from when he worked for the Archives. Yeah. Which makes him very conveniently useful, honestly. Yes. Which they did sort of lampshade earlier. Yeah, really. Thinking that that was a sign that maybe he was a plant. But, anyway, but, Starscream decides that if he can't have the uh, the red energon, then nobody will. So he blows it up, but he does snag a little chunk well, for himself. He gets like half of it. Yeah. And runs away to scream another yes. day. But not for a few episodes. Nope. So they get back to the base. He's, uh, you, know, you know, welcome to the team, Smokescreen. And then Bulkhead is sad. Okay, very sad, just tromping away into the darkness. Miko's trying to cheer him up, but uh, he's it's... sadder than, than Bruce Banner walking away at the end of an episode of Incredible Hulk. And he's even a big green guy. 
da, 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 da. It's not even like they went and got smokescreen. Like you said, it's like they found a kitten. And it's like, what were you going to do? Leave the kitten out in the cold? Just go hang out with Wheeljack. He's yeah. definitely not a bad influence. <laughs> He's the worst. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, yeah, he, he needs some therapy. He needs some Ooh. mental as well as physical therapy. Oh, and I, I missed a, uh, a smokescreen line here where he referred to Starscream as a stiletto healed creep, which I enjoyed. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, he does have stiletto heels, but there's a gendered insult there, smokescreen. Uh, I mean, he has stiletto heels and he is a creep. I mean, Starscream is pretty fabulous, and I feel like this is something that's worth pointing out regardless of gender. It's like... Yeah. I mean, he didn't say there was... I mean, maybe something wrong with being that fabulous when you're supposed to be a serious, scary, threatening person, but... This star, this star scream is the most fabulous star scream that we've ever had, and <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah, I I prefer the design of the star scream in the next series, but this one's like flamboyant. Yes, I mean, there's that yeah, not the dance right word, but that they something. like yes, the to dance. use in the ads. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just thinking, like, it'd be fun to have an episode where Wheeljack has an intern. But then I realized, oh wait, that was the episode with Miko and Wheeljack? So, yes. That was already his intern. Miko, murder intern. Also, at the end, we do get to see, I, I don't know that there was a good shot of it before that, but definitely at the end you can see that uh, Smokescreen has a 38 on his side of his car mode, which is what yeah, well, G1 well, Smokescreen. Really? We do see it in Robot mode a few times but like the door is broken in half so the three is like sitting inward but the eight is sitting on his tire yeah you don't get to see a lot of good shots of it because he's running around doing stuff but yeah he's he's not like because g1 smokescreen was like blue and red but not as much white but no not a lot of white he's thematically Mm. similar but i wouldn't go so far as to say he's like clearly a new version of the same character he's like not the same character at all other than being red blue and white oh because what are what are smokescreen's primary characteristics come on well admittedly that is kind of the problem smokescreen doesn't have much like prowl is is like the cop uh, blue streak is the talkative one smokescreen is just there he's the other guy yeah i mean he was really good in the gambler and that was like but he wasn't even like had any interesting oh. personality quirks there except I, hanging out with an alien. I thought that was that was Blue Streak in that episode. No, that one was <laughs> I guess Blue I should Streak. rewatch G one. Uh, Blue Streak never really got a an episode of his own. No, Blue Streak got even less. Didn't he do more in the comics? Uh, he's always been the guy who gets to do the least of the Dotson guys. Yeah, primarily what I know of Smokescreen from the comics is that I I recall that he was like really good buddies with Inferno and some UK stuff, possibly mm. that took place in the ah. future. I'm pretty sure which ended tragically, which is, you know, my favorite way oh. for stories to go. 
And that is New Recruit. Uh, kind of an interesting, uh, interesting departure from the usual new character episode where we see that a pre-existing character feels deeply threatened by him. Yeah. yeah and I... everyone is just hmm. so like, I mean, I, I think when he, when he shows up, like, maybe Ratchet, like, turns to Bumblebee and says something like, you know, he's a friend of yours, because I guess he's, like, sort of a scout kind of looking guy, and I don't know, everyone is so mean to him, and he doesn't deserve it, because he's just <laughs> trying to be a very good boy. <laughs> and yeah, he, just... it's interesting that they, we're sort of waiting this late to introduce the Hot Rod. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, wasn't, wasn't it that like he was originally going to be named Hotshot or am I misremembering? At one point there was going to be a Hotshot on the show, I think, and they eventually made a toy of him. And I think Smokescreen was maybe going to be in the first season and then he was going to die at the end of it. (gasps) Oh. Oh Oh, no. That'd be sad. He's too cute to die. But, and then they made him Cliffjumper and then he died at the end of the intro. Yeah. Because they stunt casted him. Yes. But uh, it is also notable that uh, Smokescreen got a toy in Beast Hunters, which I only really remember because his I had all this, like, random rubbery armor for him that I would come across occasionally and be like, oh, right, that went on Smokescreen and I never use it because it wasn't actually in the show. Yes. So yeah, he didn't actually, but you know, the prime toy line had its ups and downs. Oh wait, I think I actually do have that hotshot toy. Oh, maybe. But I never got a smoke screen because I don't like the new guy. And unlike our, well, unlike Wheeljack, smoke screen actually gets to stick around. That's right, and he will appear again in our next episode. Yes. But uh, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook, uh, we're on Twitter, and we are still on the Rotting Hulk of Tumblr. Because <laughs> we're not <laughs> posting porn, so they don't ban us. Although, they probably flagged like some picture of Bulkhead or something as naked breasts. <laughs> yeah, that's like weird shit. We are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And Rob is going to be joining us soon on Icon Underground Radio to talk about that GoBots comic. Ooh, that's right. Yay. And, uh, of course, we have a, we release a Patreon special episode every, uh, every month for our Patreon subscribers. And this month, by popular demand, by which I mean one person demanded it, uh, we watched the 1980s superhero spy movie, Condor Man. <laughs> Condor Man. Oh, that, that theme song is still in my head. Boom, 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 Condor it, um, Man. Catchy, it, it's not horrible, it's just <laughs> repetitive. <laughs> I mean, it's not as firmly implanted in my head as, for instance, the other Henry Mancini score, the theme music to Peter Gunn, or how I've had Fly Me to the Moon stuck in my head for the last 20 years. <laughs> uh, no, that, that one does pop every once in a while. I've, I've had 
I, I've had lots of Japanese songs in my head recently, and the Condor Man. <laughs> but Condor Man is a good one. So we're we're getting ready for the big superhero summer movie season with some superheroes. Yeah, well, it, it, it's a, a little bit of lightness and oddness before we get to the end times with the end game. That's right. <laughs> that is coming up in May. Yes. Much like Taylor Swift, we want to be your end game. I don't know <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh, you will. You will. <laughs> I I know I like that one song, but I can't remember which song it was. Um. It's like a cyberpunk oh, music uh, video are kind of. Ready for it. Which is Taylor yeah, Swift okay. versus Robot Taylor Swift. Sure. I don't know. I like Hozier. Uh, take off. Hosers. <laughs> Which take off Rob seems take to have me. missed me going on about my obsession with Hosier. Well, I'm Canadian. I just thought you were talking about some guy who was a hoser. <laughs> That's fair. It just makes me want to rewatch Strange Brew, which I have not watched in decades. Ooh, Dang, F- really future Patreon episode? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Anyway. One of my, one of my coworkers looked him up and at first was like, I'm surprised something you like was so popular. <laughs> I guess what I mean is I'm surprised that something that is so clearly something you would like would be so popular. <laughs> I mean, no offense guys, but you, you guys are both gonna watch Game of Thrones tonight. I think that's I pretty mean, popular. That yeah. was the other thing I was thinking is it's like Game of Thrones. It's not that I like Game of Thrones because it's popular. I like Game of Thrones because it's directly up my alley, and also lots of other people happen to like it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I liked it to a point. I, think I feel like that's a... Tired of it, but I'm... That's an important distinction with things that I like. Anyway, in t- uh, so please join us next time for The Human Factor. <gasps> What's it got? Speaking of things being up my alley, is it... Zombies? Zombies. Um, it's got, uh, got some Bond villain stuff. It's got Clancy Brown. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Alright, so until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. I will say I, I remain extremely impressed that you were able to tell that I have a uh, significant diastema just by listening to me. Well, I, I only figured that out after like 150 episodes. <laughs> Still, that's something. Because like every once in a while you hit an S a little sharp and it was just a guess. I'm uh, I'm regular Terry Thomas. Uh, I don't get that. I think um, David Letterman, I think, has one. Um, what's her name? Da. Oh, what's her name? Rogue in those X Men movies. Anna Paquin. Um, and what? You know, uh, she's also on that show True Blood. I guess, but like, I guess I never knew her name. She's like she uh, she won an Oscar at age eleven. Or I just confused her with a different actress. Possibly Ellen Page. Because, probably, yeah. Cause I, I don't think I've seen her anyth- anything since the X-Men movies, I guess. I mean, that True Blood show was pretty big.
Well, I haven't watched the True Blood Show. It's on, it's on fucking HBO, and the only thing I watch on HBO is Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Without actually having HBO. I have not had HBO since the 90s? Oh, I, I've actually never had HBO. Well, I got it. Well, we had it for a bit, and then we had it for free for a decade. Oh. Because <laughs> they fucked up. Uh, one of those, we forgot to unplug it. <laughs> 